Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Our next guest is a gentleman who played in the big leagues. He also played baseball here at the University of Miami. Um, to me, he's a pride of our community. He went to Christopher Columbus High School. Um, and he is what you would say a stand-up man. He is a family man. He's a man of honor. Um, but he's the kind of guy that every manager wants on their team. If today he needs to play first and to tomorrow he needs to play short and the day after tomorrow he's got to play right field and he's got to catch six innings on Sunday, that's the guy you want. That guy's name is John Jay and he's on with us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's going on, John? What's going on, Larry? Uh, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you guys and uh, you, know, you guys are family. So uh, I'm happy to, like I said, I'm excited to be uh, talking to you guys today. Man, we, we appreciate you coming on with us and I, I can't even lie to you, when I got when I saw what you posted yesterday, and then, of course, all of my friends and media here in South Florida immediately, you know, sending me the message through DM or openly on the timelines of social media platforms all around, uh, figured that I would be, I don't know, a little choked up or sad about it. Believe it or not, I was, John, and I, I'm not trying to be a, a hokey fan with you. I've told you this before in our conversations. I appreciate how you played the game that I love so much. I feel it's a game that a lot of people don't play with the same passion and love that you did. I don't know how you could be so successful playing a game in the way that you did with so much love in your heart, so selflessly, because many times you did things for team before you did anything else. Um, to show that as an example to so many kids who play baseball, so many young adults who play college baseball, so many future canes, like one gentleman we have here at Slam who's going to be a cane in a couple of years, and he's already committed, Fabio Peralta, All-American. Um, and to see that those are footsteps that other kids are going to follow, the footsteps that you set, um, that's why I'm so proud when I say to people, that guy's one of my favorite ball players. If I'd have played ball, that's what I wanted. That's the kind of ball player I would have wanted to be. Uh, you can't win with nine of them, but you can't win without one. Uh, John, a wonderful career, man. I know as you reflect and look back, that couldn't have been an easy uh, post for you because baseball's been everything to you since probably as far back as you can remember. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, um, you know, thank you for being such a great fan of mine uh, and, uh, you know, for all those nice things you said. And I think for me, uh, you know, you, you, you touched on something being selfish and, you know, that's something um, I learned from my family. Um, it started with my grandparents, um, you know, who, who immigrated to this country so that their future family could have a better opportunity. And I was always grateful for that. And I saw how much they always helped people and, and just how, what a community it was. And, and that, that was growing up here in Miami, how, you know, everyone kind of helped everyone and, was, uh, had everybody's back and, and whatever they could do to help. So, you know, those are the principles that I grew up on, and I just tried to, to you know, emulate my grandparents and, and keep that going. So, But, um, yeah, we're making this decision. Um, it, it's something that, that isn't easy. You know, you do something for so long that you love. Um, you know, I put everything I could into this game, and, and this game gave me so many opportunities. You know, I always say baseball saved my life. You know, when there's times that, you know, who knows what could have been happening, I always had baseball to, to drive me to keep me in a routine and, and, to, and to keep me – you know, away from doing negative stuff that could affect me. So, uh, you know, I always thank baseball so much, and I'm, I'm very grateful for the game of baseball. Not just for, you know, I was able to have a long career and then all that's great, but, you know, all the life lessons that I learned since I was a kid through playing baseball. So, you know, uh, there comes a point where, um, you know, uh, the next next person's up, and that was that time for me. And, you know, I, I cherish my family. Uh, my wife's made so many sacrifices uh, for me with our children. And all that. So, um, you know, as much as I love baseball, um, and you know, it would be, it would have been selfish for me to continue playing. Uh, I felt like this was the right time for me to, to step away, 
and I look back and I'm grateful for everything. And I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to being a family man and, uh, you know, just being here in the community of Miami. John, you, I, I read it last night. And when I got to a certain point, you know, I'm a dork. I say it like it is. I started to cry. I read it on the air this morning. And when I got to the same point. Like a dork. I started, right again. I started to cry as I'm getting choked up because of how you revered your wife in that. You went through an entire thing. You thanked everybody, even clubbies. Okay. You thanked everyone. You did what, what a true man, what a real guy's guy does. You didn't forget the little people. And then at the end, you remember the biggest person of them all, uh, which was your wife. And the way you revered her in that, I got choked up, kid. I ain't even lying to you. The next page, now you turn the page. Now there's a lot of time with family, a lot of time to give back to her. Are you excited about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, she's she's been my rock. She's been she's been by my side since day one, since the day I got drafted. And uh, you know, they always say like behind a great man, there's a great woman. And I can't, you know, I can't, you know, emphasize that enough with my wife and and my, and my family. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And you know, you touched on you know just thanking clubby, thanking all that. You know, there. I know um, I wouldn't be able to succeed without without all these people behind the scenes. You know, the clubbies that. You know, my wife needs a ticket or my friends are in town and, and, and this needs to get taken care of or I need to send something out. You know, these are the people behind the scenes that, that really made things happen. You know, my, my physical therapists, my, my strength coaches, you know, if it wasn't for them, you know, preparing me for, for you know, everyone gets to see the glory, right? Everyone gets to see what, what happens on the field. But these are the people behind the scenes that make everything happen. You know, I, I, you know, I touched on my friends uh, that I grew up with here in Miami. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a, a great group of friends that, that I've known for a long time, you know, some of my best friends are from elementary school. A lot of great um, friends from from Columbus, guys that I grew up playing ball with around the city. Adelante! And, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's right, adelante. And you know, these are these are the people that have helped shape, mold me, kept me humble. You know, um, I'm lucky to have friends that, you know, if I if you know, if there was a time where they didn't like what they saw out of me, they, they let me know, hey, dude, stick to this or or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I'm lucky to have you know people behind me that were transparent. And that, that was on my side, but always there to tell me too, you know, hey, you know, um, never forget where you come from, never forget who you, who you are uh, internally. And, you know, my career, um, not everything was always easy. And, and these were the people behind where on the way to the field, I'm talking about my boys, Mar and Omar. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm fired up today. It's not like, hey, don't forget, you know, who you are. Don't forget what you bring to the table. So, you know, I, um, you know, I'm always appreciative of, of this village of people that have helped me get to where I'm at now. Share a little bit about what it's like being a Columbus Explorer, because they say you're an explorer for life from the moment you step foot in the halls of Christopher Columbus High School, which everybody's a rival of Columbus. God knows, I went to Coral Park. But you got to call it like it is. They are the crown jewel of this county. They are the crown jewel of South Florida when it comes to high schools. Uh, and they are a pride in this community like none other. What does it feel like to be part of that fraternity of brothers at Christopher Columbus? I, it's amazing, and I'll touch on that now, but it, it's funny because, you know, I grew up in the public school system. Uh, I went to Sunset Elementary. I went to, to Carver Middle School, and when it came time for high school, um, you know, I had a conversation with my mom, and, you know, we were talking about a couple of different private schools, different things, and, you know, at that time, uh, you know, my grandparents, um, you know, they were willing to sacrifice a lot for, for me to, to go to a, a private school, and, you know, at first, like I said, I came out of the public system. I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go to Gables. I wanted to go maybe go to Coral Reef and go to the IB program. And uh, one summer, I went to, to uh, Columbus. Uh, I had a buddy that was playing uh, football, and I stepped on campus, and, and something just felt different. You know, it just felt like a huge clubhouse. You know, like it, it felt like I was in a, in a big locker room. You know, full, full of a bunch of dudes. It was it was a, it was a weird, 
kind of feeling I got. And I, and I told my mom, like, hey, I, I want to go to Columbus, you know. And honestly, when, when I went to Columbus, I, I wasn't even aware of, you know, the sports program they had. Um, you know, obviously, I knew good academically. Uh, I didn't know anything about, you know, the brotherhood. I just, I just had a sense of feeling about it. And, you know, that was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life was, was attending Columbus. Um, you know, the friends, the brotherhood there, uh, you know, everyone really looks out for, each, for one another. And they, and they really do good, good things in the community. And, and uh, I, I always would tell guys that I play with, like, hey, man, my high school Miami, like, we got to, you know, it's a, it's a, a great school. Uh, but more than that, we have great people in the community that are that are always helping. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm I take a lot of pride in, in in saying that I'm with the Columbus, and you know, I you know, it's it's something I owe a lot to in Columbus. Jay, now come the geeky baseball questions. Hardest pitcher you ever faced? I rolled this Chapman, easy. Really, huh? It, it is about yeah, 103 miles an hour, and it, it's tough to to sit in the in the box and face him, huh? It's like that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but uh, so I think I'm one for 13 with maybe 12 strikeouts, and oh my. my one hit, I, I I got a broken bat single, and I actually kept the bat. I had it authenticated, and, and I'm I'm ha- I'm gonna plan on having him sign it. And uh, a funny story with him, I remember uh, I was called. Uh, the manager asked me to bunt one time against him, right? So it's a tie game. They asked me to bunt against Roldis Chapman. I'm like I'm freaking out in the box, and I I go 0-1, I go 0-2. Uh, you know, I can't touch, I can't get the bunt down, and, and they take off the bunt. And oh two, I, I went to bunt again, and I get back in the dugout, and they ask me like, "Hey, we, you know, we took off the, the bunt sign. We wanted you to hit." I go, oh. "I said I'm oh two against the this champion. I had a better chance of maybe bunting the ball than I did hitting." So uh, <laughs> that's, that's a funny tidbit with him. Jay, do you realize that um, that um, you you spit out that answer faster than one of Chapman's fastballs? Yeah, that was actually pretty quick. You have that story right there in the back pocket. Like you're ready yeah, for that. He's the, he, he's the only guy that I was ever, ever like, wow, okay. Like everyone else, like bring it. Uh, you know, it didn't matter who it was, lefty, righty, whatever the case is. But he's he's the one guy that I was like, oh man, this is uh, this is a tough at bat up here. That's so funny. I, I like I'm in shock because I know he's tough, but you're like a resourceful, scrappy hitter. Like I I figured you like bring it on. I'll face anybody. But I, I didn't think he would have given you that kind of trouble. But uh, he's not the only one. You had guys like Kyle Freeland and 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 Carlos Marmol that had your number. Uh, what is that like when you face a guy that you know, yo, this guy's meat, bro. This guy doesn't throw anything worth a damn, but he gets you out. Like you get because those guys, they ain't got nothing on you. They shouldn't be. You shouldn't be 0 for 10 against those guys. Uh, Aroldis, I get it. He throws 190 miles an hour, but it seems like. Um, how do you overcome that? Are you the kind, were you the kind of guy that would like watch film and go, wait a minute, I'm afraid against this guy. I got to get better. Or did you just take every at-bat as it came? No, for sure. I always try to find a way to, to get better. And uh, that's why, to me, baseball is the best sport in the world. You know, it's the most humbling sport like we talked about. You, know, you can have a guy out there that doesn't necessarily have the best stuff, but he's gonna, he gets you out every single time. And then you have a guy that has amazing stuff and, and, and you happen to, to do well. You know, you're out there. You know, standing, and then there's there's nine fielders out there that you gotta you gotta get the ball by. So, you know, uh, but no, I, I definitely would study and, and try to figure out different ways. I know, um, I remember one 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 year in particular going into the playoffs in 2014, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he had always had my number, and but I always had good at bats against him. I'd, I'd go three two, I'd I'd fight him off, I'd do all these things, and then you know, I finally figured something out. I was like, oh, you know what? Let me move up on the box against him, and maybe it was gonna be a better chance. And I remember um, I was able to get one of the biggest hits in my career was in. Um, was was against uh, in the playoffs against Kershaw, so um, you know I was always positive about everything. Um, I always respected my opponents. Uh, like I said, baseball is, is such a tough game where you can't control so many different things. So um, yeah, but I, I always had the mentality: or right, this time is going to be the time that I'm going to get them. This is going to be the time that I'm going to get them. But Chapman, it took me it took me 13 at bats. <laughs> 
John, I, I got to tell you, someone snuck up here because she found out that I was talking to you on the radio, and she just wanted to wave and, and say congratulations and best of luck. Someone you know very well, Barbie Cabrera. She came up. She wanted to make sure that uh, send her congratulations to you. In fact, the reason I know you is because of her. Uh, but she wanted to make sure she said hello. She's up here listening to the to our interview. I'm interviewing John Jay here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145. Who's the best ball player you called a teammate? So, so I want to say, so say, hey, Barbie, and then, you know, we talk about that Columbus connection. You know? so, that's right. Her uh, brother that's, played that's, Her brother played over her, there. Her, her, brother, her brother was a teammate of mine, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of good good times in, in Columbus. So, uh, you know, we're talking about that. But, um so uh, you said, sorry, you asked me who was my favorite teammate. And by the way, I thank her periodically for introducing us. You, you do know that I am still the geek, your fan and everything. So sometimes I, I pinch myself. I go, I can't believe in one lifetime I got to meet Pitbull, John Jay, and Dwight Gooden. It's unbelievable to me. Who is the best player you called your teammate? Best the player you ever player. played with. Oh, man, this is tough, man. You know, I, I've been so fortunate in my career. And, and it's crazy, in my younger years, you know, in St. Louis, I mean, these amazing teams, but, I mean, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Carlos Beltran, I mean, these are some studs. And last year I got to play with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and, uh, you know, Javi Baez. I mean, the, the, the list goes on. It, it's hard to, to say, you know, one, but, uh, you know, I, I've played with a lot of potential Hall of Famers, which is it, it's surreal to think about. Isn't that crazy? You were that kid that you walked into Columbus that day and said, hey, I like this around here. Did you ever think you'd be an Olympian in a uh... – and a World Series champion and a veteran in the big leagues. And, and heck, you play at the University of Miami, a very, very storied uh, program in college baseball. A lot of things that one would say is charmed. Uh, what do you think is the biggest blessing that you can take away from your years as a baseball player? I mean, the biggest blessing is, you know, the, the friendships, you know, the friendships, the experiences that I, that I was able to have. You know, I, I got to travel the country. I got to... You know, in, in just uh, you know, in college, like you were talking about, the best players you've ever played with. You know, I was a teammate of Max Scherzer's in college, so you, can, you know, wow. I look back at that now and think, wow, this guy won a Cy Young. I, I knew him before, you know, before we got drafted. Uh, we got to go to Japan. I, you know, I, I just I thank baseball for really just opening my eyes up to the world and you know, being able to meet so many wonderful people um, through events, through you know, team events, um, and also just the impact that that I you know I was able to have with you know with. You know, I great for, I play for some great organizations that do some great things. You know, in St. Louis, it really, really taught me a lot about philanthropy. You know, we do a lot of hospital visits and you know charity events and different things like that. So, you know, really, those are the biggest things that, that I look back at is uh, the relationships, the experiences, and, and you know the way uh, you know I was able to impact people. You also had the distinct pleasure of playing in both Chicago at both Chicago teams. You played for the White Sox and you played for the Cubs. Uh, Frank, my producer, is a huge Cubs fan who has a father who's, believe it or not, not just a big White Sox fan, but he's also a big Cardinals fan, another team you played for. Man, you played for some real storied franchises. I don't want you to single out one because you played for like eight or nine, and it's tough because they were all real good, and your reverence and your reputation precedes you. Like, There's people on Twitter calling you the ultimate nice guy, a great guy, one of the good guys who played the game. Like, That's an amazing reputation to have, so I don't want you to like alienate a team. You know, I'm certainly not asking you what was the worst team to play for, but what were some of the most enjoyable moments, obviously outside from St. Louis winning a World Series, that you had with some of these teams? Uh, I mean... You know, that, that's, that's a tough one. But, you know, every team is very special to me for the friendships that I made. You know, that's what you take out of this life. You know, it's not gotcha. about the accomplishments. It's not about the different things. But it's the different, um, you know, the, the relationships you're able to build. But, you know, going back to St. Louis, like I said, 
I, I, I grew up in St. Louis. You know, I was developing my system. I got to play for a Hall of Fame manager, Tony Russo. I was a rookie with Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, Chris Carpenter, some you know some real deal you know major league baseball players that are, like you said, borderline Hall of Famers, all that. Um, so um, now, now that's that's what I take out of it. Um, but every city, every you know, to put a major league uniform on, it, it's a blessing, it's a privilege. And, and like I said, these these uh, these fans are amazing. You know, Bush Stadium's packed every day. Wrigley Field was packed every day. I got to play in in Kansas City that has a, a rich history. Um, the White Sox, it was it was a great experience. So you know, I, I really cherish these these different experiences I had everywhere. And, and um, and I knew how lucky I was to, to be wearing a major league uniform. Will the Federalist wear a major league uniform as a manager or a third base or first base coach in the near future? Is that something you aspire to? Yes, I call you the Federalist because I understand that's one of the nicknames you were donned as a baseball player. Because John Jay, being someone who was one of our founding fathers, uh, my understanding is you took a whole lot of crap about that over the years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, in Chicago, when I was playing with the Cubs, I got I got a package one day at the field, and um, Federalist Wine sent me um, you know a special casing for me with um, you know with my name engraved in it was a picture of me, and it was like Federalist Wines, and, and it's my picture on it. So it's something you know these bottles of wine I've saved, and it's it's pretty cool. But um, as far as coaching goes and all that, um, you know I, I'm open to um, whatever's best for, for my family and myself. You know if it works out for my family and my kids and my wife and all that, then then I'm, I'm all for it. But um, you know, for right now, I'm actually back at, at the University of Miami. So I, I left as a junior. I had 10 classes left. So I've been enrolled in school since January. Look so at I'm, I'm working on pursuing, yeah, pursuing my business degree. So I've been open. You know, I've been talking to people. But my biggest concern right now is it's getting my degree. And then after that, kind of making, um, figuring out what I'm going to do if I, if I do get back in the game. But I, I can imagine being uh, back in the game in, in some capacity. But uh, we'll, see, we'll see where it takes me. So one of our brass when they found out that you were coming on today. They, they, they wanted me to ask you. We would like for you to come visit our students again. Um, you, you did a really amazing job when you came by last school year, and I believe the impact was, was phenomenal. Um, but I have to be honest. I don't like the ambush, right? I want you to come visit, but we kind of want to we, we wanna show you our appreciation for what you've done uh, not just as a big league player, but what's to come in your life and the mountains you're going to move. You, uh, you're you asked about a lot around here, and, and we always talked about you coming back and talking to the kids on a more one-on-one -on -one level. We'd love to have you come by before the end of the school year. And, yeah, there's going to be a little celebration for your retirement. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to be honest with you. I know you're a humble guy, but there might be a cake and some refreshments for you when you come. I'm going to be honest. No, I appreciate that, and I'll absolutely come there. And, um, you know, it, it's funny, you know, Pitbull has, has been, you know, amazing with me, you know, so uh, he knows anything I can do to help anything that he's involved with, and I love what goes on at SLAM. So, um, you, know, I, you know, I always enjoy coming on campus and talking, and um, it's funny, I think uh, this was, might have been like six years ago, I actually came in and taught class for a whole day, which was, it was an amazing experience. I remember hearing the story about that, yes. Definitely, yeah, so I think Flacco awesome. told me that one. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so that's, that's something that I, that I always cherish, and, uh, you know, I always have it in, in the back of my head, but... You know, you guys are, like I said, although I went to Columbus, you, you guys are our family as well. Well, we definitely consider you family. I can tell you, Frank will be the first one to tell you what Armando means to him and I. Armando has changed both of our lives in a way we would have never imagined. Uh, we, Frank and I, similar to you, John, hard workers, first one there, last one to leave, uh, always the underdog. I'll share my personal story with you one day, and I think you'll appreciate 
what I went through to get here and then to bring this young man with me along for the ride. Uh, we appreciate hard work. We love the fact that that's who you represent as far as yourself, but Armando recognizes that. And when he hired me five, six, actually it's almost six years ago to get everything started with this project, he looked at me and said, who better than you? Um, and those, those words moved me in a way that I never expected. Frank has been equally moved as his executive producer of his podcast, uh, From Negative to Positive, and Frank has had a, a wonderful opportunity you know, to get to know a man who he idolized as, a, as an artist. And the fact that he serves as his executive producer and he walks into a room and now the guy he always idolizes says, hey, Frankie, what's up? And comes and gives him a hug. That's humbling, but it also means a lot to us. And you're the kind of guy, man, that honestly, I think you serve as an amazing example to our young adults here at Slam and anywhere for that matter. I want you to meet Fabio Peralta, who's a kid, uh, who's a five-tool player. I want you to meet him. He signed, he signed a letter of intent to the University of Miami and... Uh, He's going to be uh, classified as an All-American uh, perfect game probably this summer. A perfect game came to give him a package and, uh, and fly him up for free to do the events this summer. He's a one-of-a-kind player, and, and, and we're very proud of him. But not just baseball players, athletes and other sports, kids in general. You, you can be very inspiring, not just with your words, but with your actions. We appreciate that you call us family, my man. It's, it's an honor for us, and we can't wait to have you come by and visit us for sure. Heck, you could teach this class for a day. I got no problem with that, right, Frank? <laughs> I was going to suggest yeah, it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. No, no, I look forward. I look forward to meeting him. And uh, it's funny. I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually in the UM dugout right now. So um, I got class after this. So um, I, I usually park at the field and I skateboard to, to campus. So I'm, I'm hanging out. Uh, this is this is my. I, I call it my, my happy zone. So I'm, I'm sitting in the dugout. There's nobody in here. It's, I'm just looking at this beautiful field. Isn't that gorgeous? Where, you know, that field. I grew up. So, so yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, Gino's done a great job with the program, and you know they're playing really good ball right now. It's uh, it, it's good to see and. You know, I'm hoping that the, they get that world, that you know, college World Series ring that I didn't get. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's always good to be here. But um, yeah, I look forward to going with you guys and um, you know, checking you guys out. But but thanks for you know, thanks for the support always. We love you, brother. We really do. And it, it all started as a big joke amongst the media because I I used to go off on tirades on my radio show about you, and and they these guys like you know Will Manso and. And then Dookie Lang, who's actually the sports editor at what, Channel 10. And these guys would always make fun of me. They thought it was hysterical. It was like, yeah, you don't like Barry Bonds. You like John Jay. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly who I like. Um, but along <laughs> the years, the joke became a reality. And when, 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 when Barbie made it a reality and I was able to, to meet you, like I dorked up a little bit that day. And I said, I got to do this better next time. Uh, so we're going to do it better for you. We're going to celebrate what's been your career and your impact uh, on our community. We appreciate you, John, very, very much, my man. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. So, yeah, it's funny. I mean, we, we joke about it when you when you told me that I was your favorite player. And I was like, you, you like the guy that hits, you know, singles to left field? And, yep. yep. <laughs> and hits the cutoff man and can't make it through the cutoff area. Nah, that's so, me. That's, 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 that's what, that's awesome. My uniform was always dirty. I used to dive head first. I, I, I always thought I would out-hustle everybody else, and you kind of remind me of that, man. Like, that's just how you always played the game. You played like you were always having fun. You played like it was always a game at Boys Club, right? That's what it just seemed yeah, like. It, you were always playing a game, or you were at Columbus playing on that field. Or you, were, you, like, you played the game like a kid, man, and it's just intoxicating to watch. So... Yep, I'm a big fan. So what? I'm also a good friend now. That's why they call me the amigo, my brother. I like it. I like it. I like All it. All right, kid. Like you said, you, you, you mentioned the boys club. I mean, the boys club is where, you know, I was a kid, but that's where I really learned to compete, where I really learned to, you know, prepare me, prepare me for Columbus and prepare me for, 
for you and for, for my career. So um, I'm always very grateful for the boys and the guy over there. So. Hey, Gallo! Gallo se pone bravo conmigo, John. He, oh, my God. One day I used to do Spanish radio. Frank, this is a true story about a Gallo. And I told a Gallo, you're not going to know when I say this, that a Gallo got pissed at me. I told the Gallo that Alex Rodriguez couldn't hold Jeter's jockstrap. I did it just to upset him. That Jeter in his sleep was a better shortstop than A-Rod. Oh, my God. Pa, que fue eso, John? He went by, well, he got mad at me. I drove to the station because we're all friends to try to just go, oh, I'm just playing with you. Bro, he went out the back door. I haven't talked to that guy in like three or four years. He got mad at me for real. I said, he's nuts, man. But again, those he's are. Loyal. He's loyal. He's loyal. He's a very loyal man. He's very loyal to A-Rod. He used to call Chambi's show all the time. I did radio with Chambi for years, and I was his backup in Spanish radio as well. I would always love to poke at Gallo. Uh, a community so rich in baseball uh, lore, like the one you've come from here in South Florida. Um, man, the last question, I thought I was going to end this interview, but the last question I have for you is, do you see the game evolving positively or negatively? So it's like anything, right? Um, you know, everything evolves. It's like, you know, I remember, I remember being young, And I'll give this comparison, right? Like school. I'm back in school, and I've had to figure out things from the computer that I didn't even know you could do on a computer, you know? So that's, I think that's how life is, you know? Things, things evolve, and then we adapt and we change, you know? So I think uh, there was a period in the game now where, you know, a lot of things became a lot of, it's very analytical or whatnot, but I think we're going to see the game go back kind of to its roots, you know? Every, it's like any business. You know? You're always trying to find ways to innovate. You're trying to find ways to get better. And I think, um, you know, teams saw teams doing things a certain way, but... Really, you you got to stay true to yourself, stay true to your core, and I think that's what organizations are going to start doing a lot more now. But you know, the guys are super talented. I mean, it's unreal the talent that that is out there. But uh, I think uh, the game's going to get back to you know, you're going to see the teams uh, be a little bit more fundamentally sound, and and you see it in the playoffs. You know, you see the teams that are fundamentally sound play baseball the way like we talked about, the way we grew up playing it. Those are the teams that win. So I think the game's going to continue to adapt and change. I think it's going to you know, become more popular, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get bigger, and, you know, you see the athletes that are coming out there. So uh, I think uh, we're going to see, uh, um, you know, hopefully we'll see, we'll see that a little bit more old school stuff going on there. But, you know, these guys out there, what they're doing in the field, it's incredible. My brother, I'm going to let you go. Love you. Let's plan this either next week or the week after. We're definitely having a receiving party for you where we're going to celebrate your accomplishments, but more importantly for our kids to get a, a taste of who John Jay really is and you get to talk to them a little bit. I'm looking forward to it, my man. Thank you. Well, I appreciate being on. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to, to look forward to, to coming out the same and hanging out for the day. Absolutely. Un abrazo. He is John Jay. He's my friend. Ha, 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 ha. Yes. Uh, he announced his retirement from Major League Baseball yesterday. We're so proud of him and his accomplishments throughout his career. And we're proud to call him a friend. And now we can say we're having a party for him. And we're super excited for it here at Slam Radio. Take care, my brother. You have a good rest of your week, man. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll talk. Un abrazo, John. Take care. Un abrazo. Dale. I love it. I have been blessed in this business to meet the people that have meant the most to me when I've watched them play sports. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.